everyone, and welcome to episode 61 of My Mom Sandy. We are your hosts. I am Josh Fasson, and the woman next to me, she says 8 o'clock, but she really means 8.07. This is My Mom Sandy. Yeah, so, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, what, are you going to punish me? I mean, wubba lubba dub dub, you know? I had, I had cats to feed, and I had to get this thing. I'm actually trying to do an order for a grocery pickup for tomorrow, so I had to put that in the side thing. So, what are you getting? Hopefully, what am I getting? I don't know. Um, stuff for my mom, soap, stevia, salmon for my. Anyway, that's like a shirt. Soap, stevia, and salmon. That's right. The three S's. It's toxic. Uh, so we haven't talked for. I mean, I don't know if we've talked this week. Um, how's everything, no, how's I don't, everything going? I don't talk. Uh, it's not, everything's okay. There's some people that have gotten vaccines. How did your father do, by the way? No problems? Uh, yeah, so dad got his COVID vaccine. Um, I checked in with him the other night. No problems. Um, the He got his first does he, shot. Does he feel immune? Well, I don't, I mean, I think he feels <laughs> safer, you know. I think he, yeah. he said that he had well, sore. He, sh- he sh- shouldn't. Yeah, well, not, not yeah. <clears throat> I think he said he had soreness in the arm, um, which is seems like it's a pretty uh, standard side effect, you know. But um, I don't know, you know. I mean, look, we I talked to him the other day about it, and I think that I think where we are now is either <clears throat> you get vaccinated or you get COVID, right? Like, it, there's no this idea of like, oh, well, I can probably go another year without getting it. Like, I mean, it's just spreading like wildfire and everybody's getting it. So I don't know how you move on from this point without getting it. Um, so, you know, what what are your thoughts? What are your feelings? Because you're not really, a, I mean, you've said it on the podcast before, you're not really a big vaccine person. No, I'm not. But I, you know, now I know he's gotten it. My, you know, Nancy neighbor and her husband went and got it yesterday. I spoke to her today. Excuse me. She just says she feels like she got hit in the arm with a baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know she's planning a she's planning a riverboat cruise on, on the Rhine. On I know in Europe this summer. So um, anyway, so I don't know. I mean, I'm you know I'm leaning more towards getting it, but I don't know. All right. Well, I have a. I mean, I don't want to say too much information, you know. You have a connection? I've got a connection for you. If you want to get it, we can get you in and out. Is I, it the Pfizer or the Moderna? Moderna do you know? Mm, I think it's the McDermott. It's number 56 yeah. in the LA Kings, Curtis McDermott. Well, you know, they well they you know they were, this Johnson & Johnson one's supposed to come out soon. And um, they say that it it's, its efficacy is only like 85%, but they think that it's good against the... South African variant, which they're not really sure of this one that we have. They think it's good against the UK variant, but not necessarily the South African. I mean, look, here's the thing, okay? Here's the honest to God truth. Nobody knows. Nobody knows anything, okay? So I think that your best bet at this point, get the vaccine. The sooner you get it, the the you get it, right? I think that the issue that they're having is people are going, oh, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. And then they come around and they're like, okay, now I want it. And it's like, well, now it's too late. Now we don't have a vaccine available for you. Not only that, but I read an article earlier that said, and I don't want to, I don't want to do a whole episode on COVID because my cousin Brian's sick of hearing us talk about COVID. Um, oh, but I, I have a good COVID story, but go ahead. But like I read an article earlier that said that there was a, 
something documented where some some guy, I forget where he was, not in the U.S., but that he had actually two separate COVID strains in him. And I think it was like the Brazil and then the South America strain or something. So now they're like, well, now we think you can get two different COVID strains at the exact same time. And it's just like, all right, well, you know, I mean, that's the whole thing, right? Is it like, I think, right. I think as fucked, we're just, well, right. So I mean, mean, like, you know, and that was what I, I try to want to avoid. I try to want to avoid, um, having, you know, every episode be like, yeah, well, well, we're fucked, you know, but yeah, I mean, that's what it's starting to seem like is that if you're not out getting the vaccine, and you haven't already have it, had it and maybe have some sort of antibodies that are going to help with at least some of the strain, you know, it's not looking good. You know, I had a client um, call me last week and was basically like, yeah, like my whole family has it. And I was like, do you guys have any idea where you got it from? And he was like, no, no idea, you know. And they're like, how many, they're pre- how many people in his family? I mean, what what are we talking? Wife and two, wife, wife and two kids, and then she's pregnant with a third right now. So, you know, last time I checked on him, it was you know mild symptoms, but and obviously that's like the best case scenario. You know, you want to hear about people who are like, yeah, that's not, we're not talking about Paige, are we? Because I just no, 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 no. Okay, talking about <laughs> a, a client of mine. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that that's you know that's the scary part of it is that. You know, we're getting to that point now. I mean, look, I've well, been. I'm sure those kids go out and stuff. I mean, they've got to go somewhere. I don't know how old the kids you know, are. They're, but... they're younger, so they're. It's not like they're. It's not like they're like going to the beach with their friends and shit. You know, so look, I've been double masking when I've been going out. Fauci says actually we should be wearing four masks. Um, right. You know what? Fuck Fauci. That's what I have to say. Mm. I don't. You know, I don't believe him anymore. Can you He's give me lied. a? Can you give me a wubba lubba dub dub? Can you give it to me? Wubba lubba dub dub. Thank you. Um, Isn't there a after that? Oh, that's good. Yeah. A big burp. Everyone who watches Rick and Morty is like, Sandy's a fan. Uh, I'm really not. I just saw it on another show. So anyway. Look, I don't don't know. I, I just think that. Oh, yeah. My brother and his wife got their vaccines last Friday as well. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I just think that it's a... I think it's a situation that if it's available to, for you to get it, I would say get it. And I would say, you know, uh, I don't want to say, oh, cross your fingers and hope for the best. But it, this, I think right now <clears throat> is our best chance, right? It, it's not it's not putting, you know, the virus into the body. It's not, you know, it's literally triggering an immune response, which is going to help the body, you know, um, make this thing not, not have, you know, horrible fucking... Uh, horrible symptoms you know if you were to get it because that's the whole thing is that you can still get it you can still get covid you know, and you can trans and you can transmit it, it but yeah. you know but it's it becomes a thing where it's like okay well now we have far less people who are winding but up in see, the hospital that, on ventilators. See, now, now if you can still transmit it then you know like like i still wouldn't be able to go visit my mother unless she got the no, vaccine no no and that's like but again we're this is a step in the right direction right even if you got it and you were like you know, you had the side effects or wherever were, uh, I'm sorry, if you got the second dose and you had the side effects where you were like sick or you got the second dose and then later on got COVID and then had like a headache for a day, I would much rather hear those stories rather than the, I got COVID, don't know how I got it. And I have got to, I've got to go to, you know, Ed took me to the hospital cause I can't breathe. And then it's just this, you know, um, 
spiral of of shit. You're, you're the one who's going to drive me to the hospital because I can't breathe. Um, you've already had it, so you're so, probably safer to be around. Me and Peter just tossing your body in the back of the um. What, what well, Peter of, Peter hasn't had it. I know that's true. He's got a hazmat suit on. What kind of car do you have? Cheap Compass, Range Rover, Hybrid, a CRV. CRV, CRV. Yeah. I can't um, believe you can't remember that. Um, so what have you been doing? I, yeah, I haven't talked to you. Like uh, I saw that. I think you might have gone hiking on Sunday. Yeah, I did a hike with my friend Peter. Um, wh- so wait, so what's your COVID? Because I want to, I want to get off the COVID topic. So what's your COVID oh, story? M- oh, the new thing is the the new anal swab test. Oh yes, I saw the anal swab test, which <laughs> is funny because I feel like China might be listening to my mom saying because I think we talked about that in like a past episode. We were like, oh yeah, it wasn't be funny if they swab buttocks. You have, know. You, have you seen the Have you seen the um, the thing between Andrew Cuomo and Chris Cuomo on It was on CNN News sometime where they, where I think Andrew p- picks up this big huge Q tip. It's like, you know, it's like a giant size. I mean, like huge. You haven't seen that. No, but I did see a photo of like it looked like Chinese medical professionals. <clears throat> they were like sitting with like a dummy. And the dummy was like, um, like bent over the bent chairs. over the chair. They, yeah, yeah, they did. They, they did a whole video of them demonstrating how they actually do the anal, the anal swab. Yeah. Um, I mean, I gotta say, what a fucking. I mean, you know, we've. I don't. T- you know, I'm wondering if they're just like telling us that for you know to bullshit us. Like, would they want to humiliate us? Like, what a fucking we, weird. We gave you, we gave you this virus, and now, now, not only is it bad. But now the only way you can test for it is anally. Can you imagine like the Dodger Stadium <laughs> testing site? Well, I'm just trying, I'm thinking about like the place that I I've been a whole bunch to go get tested. Like, like how fucking how how weird, you know? Like, uh, I mean, look, I mean, I think we talked about it last episode. Like, I'm getting to an age where like eventually I'm gonna have to get like a prostate exam, and like I'm not looking forward to that. Let alone going every two weeks and like pulling my pants down in a fucking high school gymnasium. And having know. you know some nurse swab my butt up my butthole, you know, like it's well, just- and the and the thing is, is that I think that if that's really the way that you got tested, people would not be rushing to get tested. Could you imagine like some? They, uh, they'd be like, no, I, I'm not. You know, I got a hundred three temperature. I'm not going to run over to Dodger Stadium, whip out the car, whip out of the car. Whip down the pants you and even, bend over the bend over the the hood. You don't even have to get out of the car. You just like stick your buttocks out the window. Just with <laughs> there you your, go. With oh, your that's pants even down. better. That's Could you imagine better. like like a couple twenty two oh couple twenty two year old girls who are like, I don't know, Emily, what do you want to do Saturday night? And it's like, uh, I've got my COVID test on Sunday morning. They're doing <laughs> anal swabs now, so I can't go out too late. And she's like, uh, oh, oh my god, anal? Okay. <laughs> okay, let's do it. What a love a dub dub. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, really. Oh um, my god. Yeah, I don't well, know. Appear- I mean, apparently, they say that it detects that you can increase the detection rate um, in infected people um, because the traces last longer in the anus than they do in the respiratory tract. Yeah, I mean, so, look, I just had this. I just had a conversation because uh, there's been all these reports that have come out that talked about <clears throat> how, like, gut health is yeah. something that they think might be related to how severe your covid reaction is and that the healthier like your microbiome and everything in your in your gut that the less severe your covid reaction is um right. if you get it so i was just like okay i was like well i should probably get on a like a probiotic and um i actually talked to our to our friend caitlin because she had done some like food um she was like a food um 
what are they called? Like a food person? Like a like a natural? Uh, anyway, whatever. So she was like, hey, I'll order you some of these probiotics. It's like kind of like a good like all-around probiotic. And then I was talking with someone else and they were like, she was like, oh, yeah, I go to, you know, I see my naturopath and um, which is like cool. Like I'm, I'm starting to be not to say that like doctors are garbage, but I think there's something about like treating things with, you know, the homeopathic way and, and natural and stuff. And I think it's cool. And like so she was basically like, yeah, you know, when I went to my naturopath for the first time, they run all these tests and then uh they kind of find out like how your body's you know how it how it ticks you know more so than just like oh here get this blood work done and she was like one of the things that because i had asked her about the probiotic she takes and she was like oh well i take like a very specific probiotic that was like suggested for me for my like because i'm missing a certain probiotic in my body so i take this one and i was like oh that's crazy how do you know and she's like well when i first started seeing my naturopath like they have asked, you know, they, they do this thing where like they send you home with this like, like styrofoam container or something and like you poop in it. And then like you send your poop in the mail <laughs> and then she, Ew. and she was like, yeah, they ask you to like poop in it. And then for like better results, like to stick the, like the little tube or the styrofoam, like in the fridge and then wait until you poop again. And then you get a little poop from both poops. And then you send that in the mail and then they like <clears throat> test it and then they can, they you know, they find out about you know, our poor mail service. <laughs> no wonder they're so slow at what they do. They don't know what they're handling. Willie, is that another bag of poop? Oh, uh, yeah, this is poop. <laughs> this is poop, Jack. This one you know? smells bad. Um, <laughs> oh, that's gross. But I thought, but you know, I mean, I thought it was very interesting, but I had that same thing where I was like, ah, I don't know. I don't know if I, if I want to like handle my own poop, you know, like uh, I, I'm interested in that whole concept, but. I mean, can't they just take blood? <laughs> it's different though, because this is like this is coming straight I from know, your digestive, from right? So it's you know. Yeah, my my mom's had issues with um with different things. What well, we we don't really know what they are, but she's actually gone to a um uh what do they call it? The immune doctors. I can't remember what they're called. But they actually work on your immunity, and that's one of the things they they say to do is to take a probiotic. She was taking one. They sell them at Lindbergh. That you have to refrigerate most of them, and the ones that we buy uh, that I bought for her were individual pushouts because every time you open the bottle to take out another pill, you actually lose some of the potency of what's left in the bottle. Hmm. They're very, um, they're very sensitive. The probiotics, like if you, if they're shipped somewhere in the heat, like they'll lose their effectiveness. And yeah, know. like these that I know that that Caitlin had ordered for me. By the way, Caitlin, where are my probiotics? Um, they come in like a package with like dry ice, you know, and like it keeps them like maybe it's not dry ice, but they they're definitely like refrigerated in the package, you know. Yeah. Um, so. I don't know. Just yeah. food for thought. Like I said, I, you know, I mean, because I, I had to do some research on it when my mother was ill once and then when we put her on the actual probiotic. And so, like I said, I, I know for a fact that every time you open that bottle, so you get a bottle of 100 and you're only taking, you know, one a day or whatever, you're opening it a lot of times. 100 times. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm just not, I don't know if I'm... <clears throat> I'm not too crazy about having anything stuck in my butt. Like that idea does not, I'm not into that idea. 
Yeah. And I mean, I guess maybe like, <clears throat> and yeah, I mean, maybe this would have been a different ball game if, well, for sure it would have been a different ball game if like back in March or April, they're like, okay, so we figured out how to test for this thing, pandemic, COVID-19, <laughs> by the it's way, it, it has to be an anal swab. Like I don't, and then, and then like, can you do home anal swabs? You know, like, like, are you calling what's his name to come over and like anal swab you? And then, you know, you're like, you guys anal swab each okay, other. And, now it's your turn. Yeah. I don't know. No, I don't. Yeah. No, I don't think that that's, um, I, like I said, if that's the only way that people were going to be tested, there's probably, you know, millions of people that would have never gone to get tested. You know how many cocktails I would have to have before I went to like the, the testing <laughs> really? site? You know? Give me a drink, please. It's like 8am. I'm just like, all right, we'll take another martini, please. Um, well, apparently they did in China. They did at least the thousand teachers and school children have been subjected to the anal swab. And then what I read is that they took they actually took people off a flight from somewhere into a Beijing hotel, and because they thought that there was a person on the flight who had been exposed to somebody. Yeah, can you imagine? Could you imagine? So they swabbed. So they swabbed everybody anally and nasally with the same Q-tip. Well, see, that's the thing is there was there's a there, the article that I read. There was some comments that were left by Chinese that actually have done this, and one of them said um, it's low risk of harm but high risk of humiliation, and the other one said um, that he was so afraid that the nurse would not change out the swab oh, after uh, he, she did, uh, after she did his uh, anal swab. That she used the same swab on his nose. Could you imagine though, like you're on a flight, you know, and they're oh, like, God. and they're like, uh, we'll be touching down in the city of Beijing in about 15 minutes. Weather is a warm 75 degrees. Make sure that you put your jacket on. It is cloudy today. Sun is hidden behind the clouds. Chance of rain later this evening. By the way, we're going to be transporting all of you guys to Hotel Beijing. Will you be getting anal swabbed? Enjoy. <laughs> you know, and you're just like, oh, well, you know what? Actually, this, this was not. This was not in the brochure. I'm going to pass on really? this. I'm going to say no. Really? I'm going to say no, thank you. Well, you know what? I don't think you have a choice if you live in China. And let's hope that that doesn't it doesn't come down to that here where you have to, you know. Like Biden gets on TV in front of like the podium and he's just like. <laughs> I'll show you how it's done. And he's just like, okay, so just to fix where we're at, we're just going to start doing oh, anal swabs. Doesn't this make you feel like <clears throat> because there was like this movie that just came out. I think it's called A Glitch in the Matrix. And I wanted to watch it, but um, I think it's like on demand. But, you know, it talks about how uh, we're just living in like a giant. Uh, it's like a like a Truman show. Like we're living in like a it's not real. Right. Like this like this is literally the just, alien. The aliens are watching us. No, but that like this is just a uh, what's the fucking word? It's a, a facade. Uh, it's a facade. It's a. Yeah, kind of. But that's not the word. Um. But like, you know, and so they're like, all right, let's see, <clears throat> let's see what happens in episode fucking, you know, 2-1-2021 with the pandemic but, now. And they're like, oh, I know. Well, we'll all, let's introduce all, anal swabs, you know. But it's all fixed. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. Right? I mean, like somebody's, somebody knows the plot before we go there. 100%, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, glitch in the Matrix. Um, yeah. So yeah. So anyway. Um. Oh, and then and then I read a couple interesting things on. Oh, a Twitter. simulation. That's what it was. That we're living in like a simulation. Oh, there you go. <clears throat> or a facade. That, makes sense. Yeah, that could be it too. Um, on Twitter they had a couple things where <clears throat> somebody posted. It said 2020, 14 days of to flatten the curve. 2021, five masks and anal swabs. <laughs> oh, horrible. <laughs> and then and then another one wrote. Um, 
No doubt big tech will adopt this policy, too. Only way to get verified in the future will be to send Jack an anal swab. Who's Jack? Oh, Twitter. Jack Dorsey. Dorsey, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that's right. That's how we're going to do it from now on. Anyway, yeah, I thought that was, I'm I'm just, uh, and I watched the video of the guy, of the dummy getting anally swabbed, and it just didn't look like something I would want to do for sure. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't even, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, I just, you know. I look, I go to the doctor for a physical every year and, you know, he's just like, all right, well, you know, drop your, drop your, your pants and let me, you know, touch your, your equipment down there. And I'm like, I'm like, I, this, I don't really want to do this. This isn't fun. You know, like. Good thing you're not having a baby. Yeah. I'm not cut out for that. I give, look, yeah. I give, I give massive, uh, massive kudos to women that, that, I mean, I think just women in general. I mean, men have it easy, you know, like anyway. Um, Okie dokie. Did you hear Thank that you. Uh, Screech from Saved by the Bell died? I did. Mm-hmm. 44 uh, lung cancer, stage four lung cancer. Oh, wow. Did you hear that the world's 10 richest people in the world have made $500 billion since the beginning of the COVID? That sounds about right. Sounds about right. Is that fucking crazy? Yeah, well, I mean, sounds about right. Yeah, I was never a uh, Saved by the Bell fan, were you? I mean, I've I had my moments. I, I definitely watched it, um, but I think it's that. From, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, I think from my age group, I think it was you know definitely. It had a it had a moment, you know, and I think also, I mean, you know, the eighties and early nineties. Also, I think that there was you know part of every kid my age growing up thinking like that was what high school was going to be like, right? Like, I'm just like fuck, <laughs> can I, I want to be the Zach Morris, you know, and like my buddy AC Slater, who's like the jock, and then there's like. Kind of like the nerdy girl and the popular girl and, you know, um, yeah. I remember one episode, like, Zach Morris was just like a fucking dick. Like, that guy was just like, like, he Ooh, was like. Which one was, which one was he, the blonde? Yeah, the blonde. He would, like, be, like, dating Kelly, Kelly Kapowski. Um, and, like, there was one episode in particular, he was just like, they were, like, kind of on again, off again. He's like, so do you want to, like, go steady? And she's like, well, let me think about it for a night and I'll get back to you. I'll give you an answer tomorrow. And he was just like, okay, Kelly, you know. And then, like, the school Bayside gets, like, a new nurse who's, like, this, like, complete babe. But she's, like, you know, she's older. Yeah. And Zach's, like, supposed to be a high school student in the show. Yeah. And he thinks that, like, the nurse is into him. So, the next day, like, <laughs> so he, like, goes to the nurse's office and he's, like, now fucking completely infatuated. So, the next day, Kelly's, like, hey, Zach, I've got an answer for you. And he's, like, what was the question, Kelly? And I was like, what a fucking <laughs> dick. Jesus. Oh, uh, yeah. Because the school nurse is going to do it with you, bud. I'm like, oh, sure. she's going to anal swab you for that COVID. Maybe that's what all high school kids think, though. High school boys, the older woman, the, the hot teacher. You no, know, no, the- I never thought that. We had a we had a very we had a very pretty teacher in. Where, what grade was I in? Maybe eighth grade. Is it eighth grade? No, wouldn't have been eighth grade. What did she teach? Science, I think. Maybe it was eighth grade. I don't know. Anyway, regardless. And I remember me and one of the kids, because we had like wood wood shop. So oh, maybe it was, was high it school. Was it Gas Tiger? Yeah, it was Gas Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> and um, she was a babe. She was cute. She was yeah, super she cute. Was you know, cute. she and she had to have been maybe like mid-20s or whatever. But like, and we made her like, <laughs> so stupid. We like made her this like, giant wood coffee table in I in, remember in wood and you shop. paid 
You paid for it and everything, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, like we had to like buy like extra wood or whatever and like and I just remember like taking it up to her to her class, like me and this other this other student who like partnered with me to do it. Yeah. And she was like, Oh, it's a coffee table. Like I just like could you imagine being like some like, you know, mid twenty year old, you probably like live in like an apartment or maybe you like live with like your boyfriend or something and like you just bring up this giant fucking wood <laughs> coffee table. It's like, what the fuck is this? Was it was it nice? I mean, did you guys do a good job? On I mean, it? it was nice. I mean, but like you know, it's still a fucking <laughs> kind of a, a weird. I mean, it ain't something. Gift. Yeah, it ain't something from fucking Crate and Barrel. That's for sure. You know, I mean, it was well, a it was a high school that... student wood shop <laughs> coffee table. I mean, very basic. You know, did you There's... did you talk to this guy when you partnered with him to? Uh, did you guys talk about how hot she was? I mean, it was it was it was known that like she was an attractive teacher, but like I never had the thing. I mean, you know, can you believe I knew her name? It was a good. It was a good pull. I, I there was never a part of me though that that thought at I don't know whatever age I was. Let's just say fourteen, right? Like there was no there was no thought in my head like oh maybe I will impress like maybe we'll date right because it was like <laughs> like yeah. I'm gonna give her this table. She's gonna ask my phone number, and then she's gonna call, and my mom's gonna be like, "Mrs. Gas Tiger's on the phone for you." You know, like it's not gonna happen, right? Yeah. So, like, you, I knew that that was not a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, there was no, you know, look, I even remember being, I don't know, sixteen. Yeah, because I would drive. I would have driven my. So maybe I was sixteen, seventeen. I remember going to this like. <clears throat> this place on PCH to get my hair cut a couple times because my buddy, the one of my friends was like, dude, you got to go see this girl. She cuts hair at this place on PCH. I think it was like when you stopped cutting my hair. And I remember like, you know, going into this hair salon and, you know, it was a very attractive woman. And again, she had to have probably been like mid to late twenties, you know? Um, and I just remember like, she, and I, I would use this like Murray's like beeswax in my hair. Yeah. And my hair was so waxy, like you you almost had to wash it like two or three times. And I remember her like washing my hair and then she would rinse and she's like, oh, I can kind of still feel the I'm going to I'm going to give you another wash. And I was like, oh, she totally wants me. She totally <laughs> wants me. She had her boobs in your face while she was. Washing yeah, because it wasn't hair. like the new shampoo bowls. It was like the old ones where like you had to kind of stand over the person, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you know, I'm 16. I've got boobs in my face. She's washing my hair two, three, four times. I'm just like, she's going to ask me out on a date. And then maybe I can make her a wood <laughs> coffee table. <laughs> and now that you're a hairstylist, you're like, uh-uh, there's no, no fucking so way. Ridiculous. So ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, yeah. I don't, I, you know, so... um how did, how did no. we even talk about the, oh, say by the Bell. Yeah. So like, again, I knew, you know, as did, you know, the, the friends that I was, that I was with, like, it was very well known. Like she was a cool, young, pretty teacher, but I don't think any of us was like, oh, maybe she's going to date us, you know, like. I'll bet there was somebody. I bet there was somebody in your class who thought. I mean, that. maybe, but I mean, it wasn't like me and my maybe friends. Maybe the head, the head of the football team or something. Mm, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't Quarterback, know. you know. So anyway, the anyway, Screech, Screech, he was forty-four. Yeah, I, I just read a little bit. I guess they just—he was like diagnosed like three weeks ago or something. Yeah, I guess he had like pain all. He was like in Florida or something. He had like pain like basically all over his body. It was like something doesn't feel right. I guess his mom had had cancer, and he had gone to the hospital or the doctors and they diagnosed him, you know, by that point, I mean, stage four is pretty, pretty brutal. Right. Like, well, I, I heard it was a, like a, a I, I didn't know, <clears throat> excuse me. I didn't know it was lung cancer. I heard it was a melanoma, which is, <clears throat> excuse me, a really fast spreading 
type of cancer. So I don't know. I always thought a melanoma was a skin cancer, but I don't know. I don't know. See, um, I hold on. Let me. Um, it was. <clears throat> hold on. I'll tell you right now. Uh, da da da. Da da da. You know, it's funny. You like, like pull up on it, and it pull up like an article, and it just says the fucking exact same. Uh, exact same uh, shit that you know. Well, because that's because they all get it from the AP. Stage four small cell carcinoma, which is commonly mm. referred to as lung cancer. Mm. We were told the cancer started somewhere in Dustin's body and and meta, metastasized, metastasized metastasized in his lungs. Uh, so yeah, bummer. I mean, you know, it's he kind of. <clears throat> In and out of the spotlight over the years, I, I think that you know is probably uh, you know. I'm I mean, just hasn't gonna, he kind of been troubled? Yeah, you know. Look, I I always thought this: it can't be easy to grow up in the spotlight and to be like the dork or the nerd, right? Like that was his role for however long Saved by the Bell was on, like. And, you know, he was never, like, on the show. He was not the cool kid. He was not the football player. Like, he was the dork, you know? Oh. And I always thought, I'm like, man, I'm like, that's got to do, like, a number on you because you don't ever – those years are so formative anyways, right? And you're coming up and you're not able to kind of, like, find yourself because you're being told who you have to play, you know? Um, so there was a part of me that, like, always kind of felt bad for him because I was just like, man, that had to have been fucking – that had to have been tough, you know? Um, yeah. but yeah, he was kind of always, you know, in and out of the spotlight for troubled kind of stuff and did a lot of those like kind of hack like celebrity shows. Um, so, you know, 44 is young, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a bummer, you know, it's a bummer when you hear about that regardless of, of who it is. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he was married or anything like that, but <clears throat> I think it said know. he had a girlfriend that was by his side and that he, uh, he did not suffer. It kind of sounded like he just maybe like gone to sleep. Um, so I don't know, yeah. uh, which takes me into my next thing, which is what I wanted to talk about on this episode. Cause we're, you know, we, 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 oh, I thought we were done, but oh, go ahead. That it? All right. Well, <laughs> Hey everyone, you know, thanks. We'll see you next uh, Saturday night. All right, very good. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so I watched this interesting thing, uh, on Netflix. Oh wait. So for, well, we'll get into a moment. Um, I watched this interesting thing on Netflix, I think last week or the week before. And I, I talked about it, I think on last week's podcast very briefly, but there was this whole thing called, it's called like surviving death. And it basically talks about like, there was an episode that talked about near death experiences. And I just wanted to kind of get your, you know, pick your brain on it because, you know, now we're talking, you know, we're talking about aliens and we're talking about, oh, there's also, there's a Netflix thing coming February 10th about Elisa Lamb and the Cecil Hotel. It's like a yeah, special right. on Netflix. And I was like, that's right up me and my mom's alley. So, um, yeah, you know, I've got this new thing now, Discovery. Discovery Plus. Yeah. That's like a streaming service or something? Yeah, basically every network (laughs) is like starting streaming services and you can only get like the good content on the streaming services. Well, I've seen advertisements for Elisa Lamb on on that as well. Mm. It's like they show the, excuse me, on the advertisement, they show the, the whole elevator thing. Yeah. It's like... I'm still trying to figure out what's going on there, but yeah, I heard there was this great thing where it was, uh, cause I listened to this podcast about it the other day. It was like unexplained mysteries and there's a whole one, like 50 minutes about it. 
and they go over these like theories that they it could have been and one of them is like i guess there was like this korean elevator game which is like a it's like a thing i don't you know hold on let me because i'm gonna i'm gonna get it wrong so let me just look it up really quickly here and um, it's a real thing what is this an explanation for what she's doing yeah because they were like we don't know why she's so uh frantic like on the elevator um hold on yeah maybe people don't know what we're talking about uh hold on okay hold on but just hold on one second here just let me just i mean if you haven't listened to our past episodes faithfully okay here we go so so uh okay so the summary of this basically is there was a woman we had a whole episode where we talked about uh it was one of the sandy fasten pi episodes and we talk about uh, Elisa Lamb, who was this college student who stayed at the Cecil Hotel, which is now called the Stay on Main Hotel, which is in L.A., downtown L.A. And she was, I think, a Canadian student. And she goes and she stays in L.A. for a few nights. And it's kind of like a hostel-style um, hotel, like shared bathrooms, shared rooms. And anyway, she ends up going missing. And she's found, I don't know, a week later or something in this fucking water tank because the people who are, are staying in the hotel were saying their fucking water was like coming out black and like smelled like shit. So they go up and investigate the water tanks and she's like naked uh, in the tank, uh, dead. And uh, there was all these conspiracy theories about what had happened because there's a video that had come out of her getting in and out of this elevator. It's like a, a surveillance, surveillance camera, uh, secu- uh, security, security, yeah, security camera. camera. Yeah. And she's getting in and out of the elevator. She's pushing all these buttons and it looks like maybe she's talking to someone or she's kind of like trying to get away from someone. Very fishy. Um, I think my theory still to this day is probably the best is that she met a man, maybe one of the guys who worked at the hotel. They maybe had a nice dinner in her room. Um, he was maybe interested. She was just like, this is a <laughs> nice so guy. They're like, should Stop we, it. should we, can, she's like, can we go to the pool? He's like, we don't have a pool at the Cecil hotel. And she's like, what kind of hotel is this? And he's like, bet we have better. We have water tanks, you know? Yeah. They go up there. They Dude, get, come on, Josh. They stop. put on their, you know, he has his board shorts. He has his trunks. She's like, I didn't bring my swimsuit. He's like, it's okay, babe. You can just go naked, right? <laughs> she gets, you know, she gets naked. She climbs the ladder. She gets in the tank. And then he panics. He's like, ah, I shouldn't be here. And he and he just leaves her there and she can't get out of the tank. And she can't get out of the tank. Yeah. So, okay. I listen to this podcast. So it's very, it's a very interesting thing because it's still like her death is, I think, still ruled like an accidental suicide or something. And yeah. it's just fishy. It's weird. Um, yeah. And if you guys have, if you guys haven't seen the video, look up Elisa Lamb on the internet and all the shit will come up. But anyway, Netflix is doing a thing on it. Uh, February 10th, they have like a special about it. But this podcast I listened to basically had this whole episode about it. And one of the theories was that she was trying to play the Korean elevator game, which I'd never heard about. I'd never heard this theory. I never have either. Let's so, hear what it is. Um, this was, uh, this is the, the Korean elevator game. Um, this is kind of like the thing where if you were to like, you know, you've heard of like the Bloody Mary thing. Like you go in the, you go in like a dark room with like a mirror and you like say Bloody Mary three times in front of the mirror. It's like that kind of thing, like an urban, urban legend kind of thing, like a myth. Yeah. What's, you know? supposed, what's supposed to happen when that? When okay. So here that? we go. So here we go. So, uh, so this is going to take you into like a, a, an alternate world or like another world, maybe an alternate dimension. So you get in the elevator alone. Okay. Or you can get in with friends, but like no like randoms, right? Um, you do not get out on any of the floors. And if any outsiders get on the elevator, you need to start over. It, it like resets the elevator game. Okay. All right. So first thing you're going to do is you're going to proceed to the fourth floor. Okay. Yeah. Then you're going to descend back down to the second floor. 
You're going to go back up to the sixth floor, return to the second floor, go back to the 10th floor, and then go to the fifth floor. And when you reach the fifth floor, it's then that people report encountering a young woman. Now, you're instructed not to look at or interact with her. She may or may not try talking to you, asking for help, or antagonizing you. Then you're going to press the button for the first floor. Now, two things might happen. If the elevator descends to the first floor, exit immediately and do not look back or speak. If the elevator starts to go up, you've been allowed into the other world. Now, when you reach the 10th floor, things might look slightly different because obviously this is a different world. No one else will be there. The power might be out. And some of the players claim to look out windows and see only a red cross in the distance. If you, In my head, I would like this to be like a neon red cross. If you choose to exit the elevator, you should ignore the woman's attempts to question or stop you. Okay. So that's kind of... And then... So essentially, you've made it to the other world. So if you choose, and then to, what? Do you, and then what do you do? What do you do once you get there? So if well, so now this and just how says, do you get back? <laughs> so this just says if you choose to stay in the elevator and not explore, just press the button for the first floor and return home. You might have to keep pressing. You might have to keep pressing the button to get it to work. You know, um, if you choose off, if you cho- if you choose off, if you choose to get off the elevator and explore, there are a few rules to follow in order to properly return to your home world. You must use the same elevator you used to arrive in. You have to follow steps two through two through seven, finishing on the first. Oh, I'm sorry, on the fifth floor. So the floor sequence is four, two, six, two, ten, five. When you reach the fifth floor, press the button to return to the first floor. The elevator will attempt to return to the tenth floor instead, but begin pressing other floor numbers to stop the elevator before you reach the tenth floor, and pr- proceed to the first floor again. Well, that's uh, kind of like what she was. That's doing. what I'm saying. Upon reaching the first floor, check your surroundings. If anything seems off, even the smallest detail. Do not get off the elevator. Repeat step two until things look normal. Once you're confident you've returned to the real world, you can then exit the elevator. Well, she she was, you know, there is in the video footage, she is, you know, pressing it looks like all the buttons it's like what the hell you know well, that's what um, they were saying they were they think that she might have been playing the korean so wait, elevator game. okay so <clears throat> can you play the korean elevator game and get the same results at any hotel or in any building yeah my understanding is floors? that you can do that basically anywhere and it'll take you to another world i don't recommend trying it Oh, no. I couldn't even remember the sequence of what you're supposed to do or how to get back. Could you imagine? Like, like, I'd, have to, I'd have to write it on my hand to make sure that I got back okay. Could you imagine like it goes up to like the fifth floor or whatever. You're like two steps away and someone like gets on from like their dentist office. You're like, uh, sir. Oh, damn. Sir, I'm in the middle of something right now. I'm going to need you to get off the elevator. No, it's somebody <laughs> already got on. You, you've got to start all over again. Yeah. That could take forever. Well, you know that hotel, this commercial on this um, – Discovery Plus streaming service for this particular thing. They're talking about how, um, uh, what's the guy's name? Ramirez. He was Richard like the, the Night Stalker, yeah. Yeah. He, like, he lived there for a while. There was a couple serial killers that worked there, or I'm sorry, that stayed there. There was also, there was a, the, I guess, a talk that they had hired. A lot of the staff were like um, transients and uh, sex. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it wasn't a good place to stay. And <clears throat> I still I think, don't think it's a good place. I mean, all those fucking. I think it. I think it houses homeless people now. Yeah, there's a lot of like seedy fucking hotels down there, and I would rather sleep in my car than uh, stay in any of those hotels. Yeah, but not downtown LA. 
I wouldn't sleep in my car downtown LA. <clears throat> I'd be afraid somebody'd smash the window and take you. Take me, take my car. They wouldn't want me. <laughs> You're like, look at the uh, CRV. This is great. Really? Look, it's brand spanking new. Well, it's got a few little dings here and there, but um, speaking of that, um, I, you know, we have that ring doorbell, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever look at any of the the motion stuff, you know, the motion alerts. I think I stopped when I moved out because it was I was just like, well, I don't need to see this stuff. Well, there was like a weird man here on Sunday morning. He was here like three times. And I don't know exactly what he was doing at the end. It looked like he, he was like, <clears throat> he was at the trash can. And like the first time it was like 745 in the morning. And it looked like he opened a trash can. And then he walked away. And then, you know, the stupid ring, I mean, what does it record you for like 20 seconds? Yeah, I think it's 20 or 30 seconds, yeah. Prime's over then, you know? Yeah, I don't (laughs) think, yeah. I um, I don't, I think if I had to do the whole, because I mean, you know, when when we got it, that was the only kind of doorbell that I knew of. Um, But I think if I had to do it to do, if I had to do it over, I would not have gotten the ring. No, I don't think that they make, I, I think their products are a little flawed, so. Well, I don't like the fact that I, again, so I, so I saw him at 7.45, I saw him at 8.15, he came back, he opened the trash can, he walked away with, with like a white, <clears throat> excuse me, a white bag or something, which he didn't get out of the trash can because there's nothing in there. And then I saw him again at like 8.30, and now he's like doing something on top of the trash can, like, I don't know, rolling a joint, you know, rolling a cigarette fixing a heroin injection. I have no idea, but I didn't get to see the rest of it because the stupid ring doorbell went away. I mean, the recording stopped. It's like, fuck, you know, I don't know what this guy's doing. It was creepy. I think they just assume by that point that you are, uh, you've, you've now, uh, encountered approach the, the, the crime and you are defending your, your house. Well, I'll tell you, I saw a notice last night of somebody who got actually got broken into, and um, they said they called the Redondo Beach police, and the police don't do, they're not doing police reports for trespassing or breaking and entering. I don't know what the fuck that means. I mean, I know that's, that's what Gascon, our new whatever the fuck he is here in L.A., um, that's what he said. There would be no, you know, prosecution of those crimes. But I don't know. Do the police still come if you say someone's breaking into my house? I think I would play it like. I think I would play it like. Oh my god! Someone's breaking in. It looks like they have a gun. I can see him on the ring doorbell. <laughs> god help me! Play you know? it up. Really play it up so that at least they they come. It'd be like well, an apparently, I, I love Lucy episode. They, really, apparently they got. They did get a police report written when they um, when they uh, asked to speak to the commander, and you know, so I don't know. I just I you know, if people are trespassing or breaking and entering into my home, you better fucking believe there better be something going on to take care of it. I mean, that's like so not cool. The like cop shows up, I, like I I I call them, I call nine one one with that, and I. The cop shows up and I'm in like a face mask and they're like, sir, uh, is everything okay? I'm like, 
yeah, everything's fine. I'm just doing a little doing a little face mask and about to brush my teeth. <laughs> like, did someone was someone break in with a gun? I'm like, oh, did I say gun? I meant there was a guy looking at my trash can. <laughs> there was a guy shooting up heroin right outside my front door. I have no fucking idea what the guy was doing, but he was creepy. He's, you know, I couldn't really, couldn't really. He had you know blue pants and then a sweatshirt with a hoodie, of course. All right. So if you're listening, yeah. anyone, if hoodie you're listening and you see everything. a man in the North Redondo Beach area with blue pants and a gray hoodie, skinny, skinny, skinny guy, guy skinny guy, not He's very tall, not very tall, maybe a munchkin. Yeah. I don't um, know. All right. So it's let just, me so let like me ask you because we're it's like a hodgepodge of shit here, which is good because we haven't talked for a week. Um, what is your take on near death experiences? I'm curious because I watched this interesting. I think it's very. I watched the show on Netflix. I thought it was very very interesting, and I thought you know this would be a good uh, this would be a good talk. Well, <clears throat> there are you have 13, thirteen minutes. There are accounts of people having near, near death experiences and I do believe them. And they have said, like, there's one, there's one and I can't remember the name. There's a book and they did a movie on it. It's a little boy who was like two or three years old and had a near death experience. And when he came back, he described things in his, he described things that he had no, he had no clue were, you know, were even possible. It wasn't like he was like brainwashed or, you know, told from day one that this is what it's like when you die. But he had, you know, he like knew all that stuff. So I don't, I believe that. I mean, I believe that they're real. I believe that we, you know, God, I hope we go somewhere b- besides this when we die. Yeah. So that was going to be my give other. Give me something to look forward to, please. Yeah. So know? that was going to be my other thing because what they talk about on the show is, um, there's this one very, very like intense story from this woman who I think was a doctor. And, you know, she talks about how she was like whitewater rafting or something. And like, she ended up like kind of like, she couldn't go to the right where like this stream had opened and she ended up going to the left and it was like a fucking waterfall. And she like went down the waterfall and <clears throat> she, when she had like landed, her kayak had like pinned her down. And like the force of the water, she said it was so strong that like she could feel like her bones breaking. Um, and I think she broke both legs and I think like her ribs. Anyway, long story short, she Didn't she drowned as well. Yeah. So like, so, you know, they were just like, I mean, she was in the underwater for fucking like 10 minutes or something. Like it was ridiculous. Right. And <clears throat> it was by chance that like one of the people, cause they were like, we don't know where she is. One of the people saw her uh, life vest and they thought that it wasn't like they considered that she was they were like she's gone like we can't get her and one of the people had seen her life vest and thought oh I should grab this and give it to her husband and it was actually her and they were able to pull her out and they said I mean like she was completely blue right like had didn't have oxygen to the brain for like fucking you know 10 minutes or like something crazy right yeah and uh she was dead. She was dead, you know, and she yeah. talks about how she was like. You know, she, I, I've heard this story before. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, I don't remember all the details, but I have heard this. Yeah, and it was very. As, as, a good, as a good proof of, you know. Yeah, she was like, I'm fucking dead. And, you know, one of the things that she says is she was like, I was, I saw like, you know, these, this bright light and it was very uh, calming and it was, and it was relaxing and everything was like, okay. It was every, she's like, I wasn't scared, you know, and she's like, I was fine you know and i forget if there was something where like 
because there was a, there was a bunch of different stories and one of the stories you know the it was either her or another person talking was just like okay like i've accepted this like i'm okay you know and yeah. then all of a sudden like started hearing voices right and like seeing things like seeing what was going on like above her or i'm sorry below like where she was like to like see her body you know mm-hmm. things that like she would have had no way of knowing you know mm-hmm. um you know or then someone saying something like hey it's not your time you know and then going back right and then all of a sudden like waking up in her body which then i think pushes to the idea of like well you know is it just you know are we just like a soul you know in in a in a body in skin and and bones and and you know cells and and then you know then that brings up a very interesting point of okay well you know is there somewhere where we go where we're you know whether we're reunited with loved ones that that we've lost or does it become something where we are uh, reincarnated and we we start over as something else? You know. Um, yeah, I I just think I'd like to be reunited with my loved ones. I don't necessarily want to be reincarnated and come back and do this again. Especially like, what if you came back as like a, you know, a mouse or a bird a or snail? something? You're like a fucking snail. A You're snail. Like, this is I the know. Worst. Fucking a. Really? It's like seriously. Like, couldn't I just stay up there with my with my loved ones that have departed before me? Please. Um, yeah, I mean, what do you think? I mean, religiously, you know, <clears throat> depending on what religion you are, I mean, because I think Buddhists believe in reincarnation, um, but Christians generally believe that, you know, heaven and hell, and I don't know, I, according to Peter's mother, Robin, I guess when you're Jewish and you die, you just die, which... It's a little depressing. Yeah, I definitely don't, you know, I don't want it to be, I don't want, you know, I I can say this for certain. I don't want stuff to just stop. You know, I don't want it to be where I, you know, you fall, it's like, you know, you fall asleep and you just never wake up. Like, I don't want that. You know, that to me seems extremely, you know, extremely sad, extremely depressing. And I even had the conversation with someone the other day where, you know, I was bringing up the point where I was like, look, you know, I do feel that when you die, you get to go to a place where you are reunited with people that have lost, whether they're <clears throat> grandparents, uh, you know, uh, partners, spouses, um, parents, kids, sons, daughters, pets, pets, pets. Um, and that you get to see these people and these animals again. And you get to be, you know, the best, like, you know, and I had brought up Poppy, um, my my grandpa your father about uh you know where it was kind of that thing i remember i think uncle dan uh had said something like oh what was it always 21 or always 20 forever forever 21 forever 21 right and um and it was funny because i remember thinking to myself like well i i hope that poppy I hope that when I'm reunited with Poppy that he's not 21 because I'm not, not going to recognize him. You, you know, to recognize I'll be him. like, who the fuck are you? You know, um, and that's also not how I knew him. You know, I didn't know Poppy at 21. Well, I you know. know, you know, it's weird because I've talked to <clears throat> one of my mother's healthcare workers. Susan is um, very religious. And I, you know, I was kind of saying the same thing about, you know, being reunited with our loved ones when we die. And she said something like, oh, well, you you won't recognize them. You know, you won't, you won't know who they are. Something like that. And I'm like, what, 
stop it. Right. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> we won't, we, I won't know who they are. Seriously? Like, I want to know, you know, I mean, I, you know, whatever it is, it is. I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to be able to change that, but I don't want to think that I, you know, that I won't know these people. I mean, there are specific people that I have questions for, you know? Oh, yeah. That I, that I want to talk to in the spirit world. However, we communicate. I don't know, but. Um, you know, and I'm sure before I go, there'll be more people that I'll want to communicate with, you know, in the afterlife. So yeah, I choose, I, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian and I choose to believe that there is, you know, life after death. And yeah. I mean, I, I would like to think that as well as, and, and more so that these people, um, I, I just, I don't want to get too far from this thought, but that the people not only do we do we recognize them and we know them, and maybe and maybe it's something that like they don't look the same, right? But that like when we are crossing over or it's our time that like they're there with us, you know. Um, well, I'm gonna tell you right now, my dad better be there with me. That's all I can say. He's like he's like late, and you're like, "What the fuck, Dad? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Um, like, couldn't you be here to usher me through?" But yeah, so I, mean, I wouldn't I, be know, afraid. I, I gotta, you know, I gotta think that that is uh, that they're that they're there with us, you know, and that they, um, and that they make sure that it's a, you know, that the transition is smooth and that we're okay, um, you know. I mean, look, years ago when I, you know, I'd had a cat that I had to put down because she was very, very sick, and you know, I told her, I said, I'll see you again, you know. I mean, it's a cat, you know, but I was just like, you know, look, like everything's gonna be okay, and you know, I love you, and I'll see you again. You know, um, but yeah, I would like to think that we're reunited with all those people. I'm also not necessarily opposed to like be like maybe spending. Maybe you have a choice, right? Maybe you you pass on, and it's like okay, so here's this world and everything's great, you know. Or you can you can go back, and you can go back as you know as whatever, right? Because you do hear these stories of people who are like, "Fuck, I have these memories of like being a 17th century." fucking philosopher and you're just like well how could you know this shit right like weird things like that you know um which brings up the whole like reincarnation thing you know yeah yeah i I don't know i'd I'd have to investigate that a bit more i kind of feel like you know in some ways you can you can read about that kind of stuff or you know and somehow it sits in your memory in a certain way and you recall it in a certain way i don't know I mean, you know, I could be wrong. I mean, maybe reincarnation is what's going on. But like I said, I don't necessarily. I mean, and I think in Buddhism, I think that the life that you lead now determines what you are reincarnated as. So basically, if you're like a really shitty person, you might come back as a snail. You know, so I I don't want to be surprised at the end. No, oh, I mean I'm a snail, man. I must have really sucked in my former. Could you life. imagine you're like you're like oh fuck okay I'm back. Whew, that was scary. And you're like you're like oh my god I'm really low to the ground. What is what is on my back? What the fuck what? is on my back? What is this? That guy, that little boy over there's got a stick. He's gonna smush yep. me with it's it. It's like oh fuck my life. I'm a snail. Jesus. Oh, um, you know, I would like I would like it to be something that maybe like you get the choice, and then when you come back, like you you're coming back obviously as a human, and you're doing like a second go around. Like that, I think about that sometimes. I think about things that like 
I just turned 39 in the beginning of January. It's no secret because we talked about it. But, you know, I think about if I'd had a knowing kind of what I know now, and I guess being reincarnated, you really wouldn't know those things because it's like, oh, I'm starting new. You're starting brand new. But, um, you know, there's things that I would have done. I would have done differently, you know. Um, yeah, but see, you're see now you're but you're assuming that you're re- reincarnated as a person. Well, that's not necessarily true, right? I would like that. Like that would that would be that how would be your ideal situation. Well, how right? I would want to believe it, right? Is that yeah. you die, you go to this place, you see, you say hi to everybody. Yeah, you say hi to everyone, and then you know, and then it's round. like, okay, you know, do you want to go back or do you want to stay here? You know, and maybe some yeah. people are like, you know, you know, or then there's you know, then there's ghosts. You know, like do, you know, do you want to be a ghost and you know, not fully cross over because that's a whole nother thing, isn't it? We really open up. This could be a two parter. A big can of worms know? there, really. Um, but to go back to the original question, like, yes, I do believe in near death experiences. I do believe these stories that these people tell. Um, I think that it's, I think it's very interesting that <clears throat> as far as we've come, um, this is something that we still don't know much about or any, really anything about, right? Like, no one really knows what happens when you die what you see and you know and i think that that's what makes it a little bit scary and a little bit because it's unknown you know and i think that if if we knew like hey it's not something to be scared of um you know some of the things that you hear from these people they do say they're like look when it actually became the time uh i was not scared i was calm you know and uh that's reassuring a little bit you know that that maybe it's not this you know absolutely you know, the worst pain imaginable. And the and, you I know, know we should set something up, you know, and I'm, I'm upset that because, you know, my friend Lisa, who passed away um, a couple years ago now, year and a half ago, whatever. Um, we used to, um, she was really into like psychics and um, things like that. And she, she felt like she had like um, some, power to sense things or see things that maybe others didn't like she was sensitive to spirits and things like that and i'm really i'm kind of upset like you know she died so suddenly and i'm upset that we never talked about like you know like if you die you know you need to you need to come and you need to bring me a sign you need to show me somehow that you know, that you're in the spirit world, that you're, you know, a butterfly or right. a ladybug mm-hmm. landing on my lapel, or, right. you know, and I never did that with her. So you and I need to set something like that up so that, you know, if one of us goes, we can, you know, what do you think? <laughs> yes, there was, uh, I was waiting for you to finish your thought there. You know, there's an interesting story about, uh, and I, I'm sure you know this. Uh, oh, Houdini. I'll, Houdini, right. Like, yeah. so Harry Houdini. He passed from a tragic accident, um, you know, years and years ago, whatever. But on his deathbed, um, he said to his wife, because most of a lot of his career was not only being a, ma- a magician and, a, and an escape artist, but he also debunked uh, psychics. And, and he thought that psychics were, uh, were, you know, fraud. And he had these big payouts where he was like, look, if you can demonstrate that, you know, the, your psychic ability is real, I'll pay you fucking $10,000, right? Whatever it is. <clears throat> And he came up with this thing when he when he was on his deathbed. He told his wife, uh, I believe her name was Bess. He said, um, "There's going to be a lot of psychics who are going to try to like, you know, prey on on you, uh, and and you know, um, 
what's the word uh you know make it make it out like you know i've come back and you know take advantage of the situation or whatever right and um and i want to have you know here's i'm going to give you this code word or whatever the secret word that you'll know if it's real because they'll they'll be able to pass this this word on or this phrase or whatever it was so after he passed she saw psychics i mean she visited psychics all around the world she would have these seances every year on Halloween because that was the day that he passed and she would try to contact him and she had seen all that's weird. Isn't that weird that that's the day he passed? Oh, I mean, he like he like held on for like an additional 10 days and like died on Halloween day. Did he really? Yeah, because he got he got punched in the stomach. Uh, for everybody that doesn't know, Houdini had this thing where he would say he could withstand being punched in the in the stomach by by any man. And he had this thing where he would like basically like flex up and he could withstand a punch from anybody. And he was backstage at, at, at a show. I believe the show was in, in Michigan and the, his manager or someone brought these two, these college students back. And one of the college students was like, Oh, I heard you could withstand. And he goes, yes, I can. And he stood up and before he was able to get ready, the guy punched him and it actually ruptured his appendix. And back then, you know, I mean, that was, you know, they fucking, so he did the show. I think he passed out mid show. And then the train to the next, uh, the next gig, he was like really fucking sick, very ill. Um, and they'd stopped to talk to a doctor and the doctor was like, look, we don't, you know, it's, we don't know what's going on, but it, it's probably, he's probably not going to make it through the night. By the time they figured out that it was an appendix issue, it was like too, I mean, you know, it was too late. I don't even think they had fucking antibiotics back then. Um, but then, uh, <laughs> They basically was, you know, they were like, yeah, they're like, you know, he's going to, he's going to be dead within hours. And I think he ended up like staying alive for like an additional like five days, 10 days or something and died on Halloween. And uh, that's just a weird, it's just a weird day for a magician to die. I mean, you know, of all the days, mm -hmm. the day of the dead, Halloween. Anyway. Yeah. um, So, so what was the code word? They don't know. They don't know. In fact, I believe Bess died uh, some years ago, and she took Bess it to, took the secret with she her. She took it to the grave. <laughs> yeah, but but you know, no no psychic ever came back. In, you know, and and was even close, from my understanding, right? Which is uh, you mean they tr- they tried to guess the code word. Well, yeah. I mean, well, you know, a lot of them said, "Hey, I've, you know, I can contact your, I can contact Harry," and and uh, and uh, you know, she was like, "Okay, well, Harry gave me this code word, so you know, if you can contact him, I would like for you to to give me the code word." You know, and it was never right, you know, so, mm. you know, I don't know. I don't know what that means exactly. You know, I mean, I think that that's. Uh, well, maybe it means that there's really no way for the spirit world to communicate with us. Well, or maybe it doesn't com- communicate directly. in that way. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, and that's something. And look, I've had, you know, a lot of people ask me because of me doing magic and, and stuff like that. People have asked, you know, well, what do you think about psychics? And I don't. I do think there are people who are sensitive to that, like you were talking about with Lisa. But I don't think that there's necessarily like, like the fucking Long Island, Long Island medium, I think is a fucking quack. You know, like, I don't think that that shit is real. Why do you think, why do you think that? I mean, I know you said that you've seen stuff where she hasn't. Because I think that if, I think that, or like, what was it, Sylvia Brown? I think we talked about her on an episode. Yeah, she's a, she's a flight. But this gal, because I mean. I, I think that if you, I think that if. I think that if that if that existed, I think that somebody would have been able to tell would have been able to tell Bess what the secret word was from Harry, right? Um I think but that But the Long Island media wasn't around then. Come on now. Yeah, I mean, look, I just I mean, listen, if I if I could talk to the Long Island medium, I would 
I would certainly want to see if she could contact Lisa. I would be very and look, I mean, look, if we were Lisa not wanted to, Lisa <clears throat> wanted to do it to contact her father. Yeah. And I was going to say, if we weren't in the middle of a pandemic, I would I would say like, OK, cool, let's go. And, you know, this will be a my mom, Sandy experiment. Right. And, you know, you can set well, it no, up. And- I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go to I mean, I, I would only go to her. I don't I don't necessarily believe it. I mean, because like Lisa told me she went like there's this place down here in Redondo. I don't know if it's still there, but like on PCH and. I don't know, near kind of Eda Joe's. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it's like a, it's a, like a house psychic. and it's like a business, like psychic. Yeah, yeah, psychic something or other. And Lisa's Lisa's been there before and she doesn't, you know, she thinks that that gal's full of crap. But she's also been to other ones that she has felt that were, you know, kind of right on the money. So, yeah, and I like I said, I've I would, never been to a psychic. I would so be I, interested, you know, I'd be interested to have you just go talk to someone, you know, to a psychic and, you know, and basically just be like, hey, look. <clears throat> I'm not going to tell you anything. You know, you also don't really have much of like a social media presence. So, um, you know, but look, I don't put it past, you know, now in the, in the time that we're living, like I don't put it past people to do their due diligence and do the homework and, you know, find out, th- you know, you can find out a lot of stuff on social media, you know, and, and on the internet just in general to where all of a sudden saying, oh, you, you know, you have a, you have a parent that passed away. It was your father. That all all of a sudden isn't well. That no, but that but see, those are really general questions and general statements. But I think when you get into, you know, do you have a tattoo or you know? But I don't. Even, I want someone to tell me like on your leg, or I'm I, I'm seeing that you have a pendant that you wear that or that you carry with you mm, always. Or, yeah, you know, that doesn't like that. Yeah, that doesn't do it for me. I want someone to be like, you know, hey, uh, you know, you know, uh, your your grandfather. You know, this is just for, I don't mean to say it, but, you know, like your grandfather used to carry you on his shoulders, right? And you used to put your fingers in his ears and he's telling me that. Like, I want something like that. I don't want like, oh, you have a tattoo of him. It's like, yeah, of course, because it's on my fucking Instagram. It's on my Facebook, right? Like, I want like these details that like, that only you could know because he told you, you know? Um, Well, we should, we should try to see if we can't, uh. Do something with the uh, Long Island Medium. She's actually doing so. She's got, I think she's got, she's been on that Discovery Plus. I've seen commercials or something, or maybe she's on TV. I don't really watch her anymore because since I lost my dad, it's really difficult to hear other people talking about losing their loved ones. Yeah, I understand. It makes me cry. It's like, it's like I can't watch this anymore. You know, before I was really interested. And then after you start losing people that you love, it's like, Oh no, no, I'm living this grief all over again. So yeah, yeah I just, um, I don't, and I think that with TV, I think, especially, I think that you can, you can kind of set anything up, right? You can kind of like, because it's not just, you know, the Long Island, Island medium with a fucking camcorder talking to these people, right? There's producers and there's fucking directors and there's consultants and there's, you know, and it's, and it's all, and they're, and the, the people are being screened and, it's, well, I don't know. I don't know now if that I, because now they're doing like virtual readings. So same thing though. I, I mean, it's not just like. I mean, so you think even with the pandemic that they send a video crew out to somebody's home to? I don't know if they necessarily send a video crew out, but I'm sure that you know they're not at a short. Uh, they're not shortage. There's no shortage of people who want to be who want to talk to the Long Island medium, right? So oh, what yeah. what I think is happening is I think that essentially. You know, if Sandy sends in a, an email, a producer reaches out. Like Long Island, Long Island Medium is not going to call you out of the blue and be like, "Oh, can you connect with me on Skype?" And I'm going to do your reading. Like, 
a producer is going to reach out. He's going to be like, great, we got your email. We'd love to talk to you. You know, really quickly, do you have... This is what we charge. Right. Here, like, well, yeah, I mean, whatever, right? Do you have a, you know, what's your internet connection? Do you have a computer? Can we get you on Zoom? Can we get you on Skype? Um, are, are there certain people that you specifically want to reach out to, right? Like, We could write it off as a business expense. There you go. I don't think that they're, I don't think they're charging. I mean, this is fucking TV. I don't. I think they're they're looking for people to be on the show. I don't think they're charging well, she, people. But she also does private readings as well. So that, I mean, not everything she does is on the show. So I mean, I I wouldn't necessarily need a show reading. I would just like a private reading. Yeah. Well, I mean, like yeah. I said, I think that there's probably a. I don't need it filmed. Mm-hmm. I just need it. You know. You just need the reading. I just need the reading. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it. I don't necessarily know how i feel about psychics um i have mixed feelings i like i said i do think that people are sensitive and i do think that people pick up on things i just don't know if it's the people who are like yes here's who's coming like you know like sylvia brown used to be like oh i have my spirit guide you know fucking paul and he's he's pulling these people for me and he's telling me about you know the you're a father a father and he has a scarf he's wearing a scarf i hear yes the red scarf like I just don't know if that sounds like she's sounds like she's at an auction. Right, red scarf, red scarf, red scarf. It's gonna fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred. So red scarf. It's four, four, four. We got four. I hear four, four in the red like, shirt. Okay, stop it, Sylvia. Um, I never liked Sylvia Brown. I I didn't think she was, and I mean she did predict the pandemic, but it hasn't hmm. magically disappeared yet. And I also think that there's there's a lot of things that you can say to people who are who are automatically looking for the closure, right? Who oh, yeah. who are okay with lukewarm details and or like hey they got a few hits but they got a lot of misses but i remember the hits right yeah, like yeah. um you know because it, it well i think yeah. i think you know i think that we as human beings losing people that we love we actually it actually helps us to deal with the grief even those general statements or the you know the you know, when the the loved one says, you know, you need to get on with your life and don't be sad and, you know, things like that. If you really believe that that's your loved one talking to you, then, you know, that's all that really matters in a way. Well, right. And if the belief is that this person is is talking to them, then it's believable, right? And so it it doesn't matter what the... um, it doesn't matter what the what the message like if the message is a positive one, you want to believe it, right? Look, and I, I haven't told a lot of you know, I've told this to you, and it's written in in um, in Poppy's book, but I I don't know if I've ever said it on the podcast, but I had a dream very shortly after Poppy had passed, and in my dream I was at their house, um, at your parents' house in Palos Verdes. And um, everybody was there and the whole family was there. And, and, and it was this thing that like that Poppy had was sick and it was like gen- it was like generally known like, well, Poppy's sick. And I remember walking down the hallway and it was like a very, very long hallway uh, to get to their to get to the room. But in the dream, it was like a very it was like, God, it's taking forever to get down this hallway. Uh, and he was there and he was in bed and he had his and he had he took the blankets off and he had his boxer shorts on. Which is like a weird because uh, I remember him like you know in the mornings and stuff like he'd have his he'd wear his boxer shorts, yeah. um, and I remember he maybe he had a white shirt on like an undershirt or something but and he said uh, and he sat up and I was like pops I used to call him pops and I said pops are, are you okay and he said uh, he said yeah he said come with me son you know and and I said okay 
And somehow there was like a door that like went out to the backyard and they had this very big backyard up in Palos Verdes. And um, we were out at the, in the backyard and he said, uh, he said, uh, will you dance with me? Can you, you know, will you dance with me? And I said, sure. You know, and it was, it's a weird thing, you know? And, um, and I remember in the dream, I remember dancing with him and him and him saying to me, uh, I'm okay. You know? And, uh, and it was one of those things where, you know, I remember waking up and I was like, man, I was like, you know, there was a couple of things that I'd felt like, you know, one of which was that, you know, it, it was the realization <clears throat> that when he passed that like, if I ever got married, he wasn't going to, you know, obviously he couldn't be at my wedding, you know, maybe that was the idea of like, you know, me and him dancing or, you know, hanging out or whatever. Right. Um, and then it was a thing that like, I felt like it was him telling me that he was okay. You know, that, that wherever he went or whatever the, the, the thing happens after you die, that he was fine, you know? Um, so I don't know, right? Like, and I don't know what that means. And I don't know if, if there's something that to be said in that. And I don't know if that was him trying to, uh, connect and tell me, especially in regards to, to you. And cause me and you were close and me and him were very close and you and him were very close. Um, or if it was just by chance that I had this dream that, did you did you ever see the movie Joe Black? Mm, I don't know if I ever saw Joe Black. With um, what's his name? Brad Pitt and is it Anthony Hopkins? Yeah, Anthony Hopkins. No, I don't think so. I I feel like no. I know what you're talking because there's about, a the, there's a scene at the end before Anthony Hopkins dies where he's dancing with his daughter at this big par- anniversary party or birthday party. For him, and then Joe Black takes him. I don't know if you know what the premise is, but <clears throat> basically, it's death. Mm. Joe Black is death, and so um, anyway, there's a scene, and that's you know the dancing, and so when you said that, I don't. I've never heard you tell that story before. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I like I said. I think uh, if you have his book, I'm pretty sure I wrote it in the book. Um, yeah. and I feel like I told you at some point, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but yeah. <clears throat> it was, um, yeah, it was, I, mean, I didn't, was, I didn't know that you and my dad liked to dance. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was a very weird, you know, it was kind of like, I remember in the dream being like, ah. but this makes it a dream. Yeah. This makes it a dream that we're doing something weird. Right? I mean, look, like I said, I took it as kind of that thing where it was like, you know, maybe this is that, that because he's not able to, you know, he's never, he's not going to ever be at my wedding if I get married that, you know, and I could see it being in his younger years, I could see it being a situation where, you know, you know, we had a couple drinks or whatever. And I'm like, come on, pops, let's dance. And, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Right. It was it was weird in the dream. It was a weird moment. But I think the thing that really stuck with me was him being like, hey, I'm OK. <clears throat> you know, yeah. I'm, I'm 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 OK. You know, and yeah. I just remember that so distinctly that, you know, and uh, it made me feel a little bit better. Like, OK, you know, this is uh, and, and again, I don't know what that is. Right. And this goes back to exactly what we started, which is, you know, the near death experience talk, which is like, you know, um, is there something after? Right. And and if so, what does that look like? Can you communicate with loved ones? Can you, you know, whether it's a dream or, a, you know, something moves? I mean, look, I told you even recently when you were uh, cleaning out your grandparents house when you're getting or I'm sorry, your parents house when you're getting ready to sell it. <clears throat> I had come up there one day and <clears throat> we were walking down the hall. And I was like, oh, that's really weird. And you're like, what? And I'm like, oh, I just passed this bathroom. I'm like, it looked like there was a man in the bathroom. And I think it was a box. Like it was like a box stacked up. And it was just that that kind of like very quick peripheral, like 
just real quickly, like it just looked like a man, you know? Yeah. Um, and look, I'm not sitting here saying that like, I think that I'm sensitive to this stuff or whatever. Cause I, I haven't had these things really happen, but, uh, but I, again, I don't know what it all means. You know, I felt I was very close to, to, uh, to your dad and I've only had one dream about him. Only one, and it involved my friend Audrey, which is weird. They had never met, but they they met in my dream. And then he went, he left, and he, you know, it was like, it was almost like he just came back to meet her, and then he was, you know, he was gone, like he was, you know, he had passed again. It was weird. So, I don't know. And again, you know, that's all I remember, but... um, I don't know. They say that when you dream about people that have passed, that you're, in a way, communicating with them. Yeah, or I mean, they're, I, communi- they're communicating with you. Yeah, I mean, I, I would like know. to think that. Um, so I will haunt you when I die. Perfect. How's that? It was like, <laughs> hey, can you turn your can you turn your computer on? I want to do another episode of the podcast. Really? Um, I need you. I need you to replace the printer cartridge in my printer. Do you want any fruit salad? Um, <laughs> I'm going to the store tomorrow. Do you need anything? Yeah. I mean, look, I would like to think that, that there is something there, right? I would like to think that these people are, um, that these people are with us, you know, or, uh, now, you know, and they watch over us and, um, you know, and, and that there's something to be said about them coming to us in our dreams or, or, you know, a little weird, like, you know, you, you catch a glimpse of a rainbow when it, you're not supposed to see one or you, you know, the little weird things. Right. <clears throat> and that, that is somehow them, you know, saying something to you. Right. Um, and, you know, and I, and I, and I believe in the fact that, you know, people kind of know when it's the kind of their time, you know, um, I feel like you had told me stories that, you know, towards the end with Poppy that there was times that he was just like, you know, he was kind of aware that like he wasn't okay, you know? Yeah. Um, so. All right. This is like gone, gotten really depressing. I don't think it's, you know, I just, I think it's, I think it's questioning. I think it's questioning all of it. I know, it, you but know? it just makes me think of my dad. It just, you know, kind of makes me sad. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think that we can have the I'm conver- a lot closer to death than you are, Josh. No, <laughs> I know. But, well, you see, it's so morbid all the time. But I think that... No, I'm just a lot closer to death than you are. I think that... It's not morbid. It's just reality. No, but I don't... You know, I don't know. I, look, I think the world that we're living in now is, 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 with this pandemic and everything, is a scary world. And I think that we've kind of... The media has kind of normalized death a little Buckled bit to the pressure, you know, that like, you know, oh, another fucking thousand people died, another six thousand people died, another, you know. So I think that sometimes it's important to stop and and talk about it that, you know, that everybody that has passed, it was somebody's father, it was somebody's mother, it was someone's sister, it was a son, it was a daughter, it was a, you know, grandparent. But I think that, you know, we've all had people in our lives that we've lost, you know, or animals that we've lost. And I think that it's important to talk about, you know, those people. And I think it's important to remember those people. And I think that it's important to think about those people. Um, And I think that when I watched this thing about the near-death experience, it, you know, it really kind of made me question like, you know, God, what, you know, it's so crazy that they don't know what, no one knows what happens, you know, and, and. So how would you like me to let you know? I don't want to say it on the podcast because then, you know, I'm going to have Rodman being like, oh, by the way, your mom came to me in a dream last night and she said, <laughs> she said, she said, uh, she said, all right, the very good. Word you is, know? Like, 
honeysuckle. Uh, I'm like, oh, I don't know, Rodman. He's like, no, 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 no. She did. She, she, she said, all right, very good. She swore it. All yeah. right, very good. I'm like, mm. and then, and then she also said, I'm really sorry that um, we don't have the same political views. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love you, and I'm really sorry we don't have the same political views. Uh, there you go. Um, so. Yeah, look, I think bottom line, I think it's safe to say we both believe in not only near-death experiences, but that there's something after death, right? It's not just that we, you know, it's it's not just like the lights turn off and that's it, you know? There you go. That says it in a nutshell. And after 61 episodes, is something we can agree on. Look at that. Look you there. I'm just kidding. I, I mean, know. We, we think I'm so glad. I'm, I'm so sorry that we don't agree politically. Perfect. But I know that there's some things that we do agree on politically. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. um, well, look, I think that that was an interesting episode. I think, like I said, trying to my my challenge to myself has been to try to get off the topic of all the mainstream media, social COVID shit that happens every single week, and talk about something that's a little bit more interesting and uh, thought provoking, well, and that you know maybe people want to hear. <clears throat> next week, I want to talk about. I want to. And we'll see where it goes in this coming week. But you know that you've heard about the whole GameStop thing with the <clears throat> the stock market. Yeah, I was going to talk to you about it today, but I also think that it's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I you know I've I've got mixed feelings it. on it. I've got mixed feelings on the stock market in general. I've you know I there's. Well, have you have you seen the um, what is it? The Wolf of Wall Street, isn't mm-hmm. that a? Yep. Have you seen that movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure have. Yeah, so. Um, I don't know. I just I find it very interesting. I kind of feel like it's the little guy getting back at the big. Yeah, I think in the, I think in that sense giant. it's great, and I think it's fucked that you have all these all these big guys now that are saying, "Well, this can't happen." It's like, no, 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 fuck you. You guys have been doing this to the little guys for exactly. fucking years. So fucking it's, go go eat a dick and 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 sorry, bummer. Exactly. You know? it's a, it's about it's about the inequity between the wealth. Uh, the wealth inequity in this country is what it's about. Yeah, it's- and now, and now the little guys found a way to, you know, to, sorry, you guys got screwed. You hedge fund people, but you know, the little guys found a way to make some money and to make a statement as well. So anyway, we, we can talk about it further and we'll see what, we'll see what happens between now and next week. Perfect. Yeah. Which uh, would be even more fun talking about uh, it. Really quickly. I wanted to, and I don't want to take too much time cause we're way over, but you watched the first episode of the undoing on HBO. I did. Nicole Kidman and, I, and Hugh Grant. Yes. And and I and I liked it. It was really good. I watched it with what's his name. I'm not sure if what's his name's interested in watching all six episodes. He has HBO at his place, but um, I, when you come over to wash your car, we're gonna put HBO whatever on my TV so I can watch them here. I can't see sitting down and watching five hours. At, at one sitting. Yeah, but, and um, you know, I think that's the beauty of it is you can kind of watch it at your own at your own leisure, right? How you want to watch it, yeah. right? You can watch, you can split an episode up in half or whatever you want to do. But I, I think know, it's I'm, a, I'm, in my mind, I'm like, okay, so where is this going? I, I, you know, I already knew the gal was going to be dead. Oh, did I give it away? Oh, man, there's a spoiler. Um, oh come on! You find it out in the first fucking episode. Anyway, it's good. I, I anyway, you, it's good. Yeah, you should watch the whole thing because it is great. And what's his name should watch it because it is, you know, it's it's worth the watch. It's good TV. And right now, yeah. there's not a lot going on, so you know, I'll have to tell Susan about it. Um, all right. So if people want to get a hold of us, they can hit us up on Instagram at my mom Sandy Podcast. They can send us an email. My mom Sandy podcast at gmail.com. We have new episodes coming out every Tuesday. We've been on a fucking roll lately because sometimes we fall off and you know, but we've been good. Um, and yeah, for everyone else, for everyone who's still listening, we appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. And 
you know, we're glad that we can still do this after 61 episodes. And um, yeah, be careful, be safe, wear a mask, wear two masks, wear four masks. Wear five masks. Um, Get a vaccine if you're old. <clears throat> maybe, no an, maybe no anal swabbing. And uh, yeah, let's stay away from the anal swabbing. I, I don't think I don't think I want the country to go in that direction. And give us uh, <laughs> give us your give us your two taglines and let's close it out. Uh, well, okay, I'm I'm really sorry that we don't agree politically, but I still love you. Thank you. Um, all right, very good. Mm-hmm.